You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Wednesday, June 16th, and the first day of Steelers minicamp is in the books, which means we've got Dean and Josh ready to talk about it. We're going to open up starting to talk about Matt Canada and what he said about the offense with Ben Roethlisberger, drawing more questions to see who's going to really have control of this offense and what direction will it be going in the future. Then, Keith Butler had made some comments about the usage of TJ Watt and the Steelers edge rushers, as well as what the Steelers need behind their starting edge rushers. All that right here on today's episode of the Lockdown Steelers podcast, which you can download anywhere, but especially on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey. Remember to rate us five stars with a positive comment, and you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. So on Wednesdays, you know what time it is. It's time for The Agency, our crew right here. Myself, Christopher Carter, here with Dean and Pietro of Channel 11 WPXI and Josh Axelrod of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Together, we make the Carter the C, the IMPHO, the I, the Axelrod, the A, the CIA. Hence, we are now known as the agency. Also, we got to put the agency with a new uh, character next to it because your boy has achieved legendary status. I am now verified <laughs> on Twitter with a check mark. So oh, we're oh, the agency oh. with a check mark at the end. Superpowers, y'all. Superpowers. I mean, Twitter should also verify the A and say you have to check mark at both ends. So if you're hearing this, Twitter. Well, first of all, it should verify all three of us. We both work for news organizations. <laughs> Twitter, like, Twitter will never verify the I in this. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. Um, I, I work off the verified WPXI final word account. There you, there you go. There you go. So you're verified in a way. Um, I was going to no, say, you're, your, you're product, verified your product is verified. Yes. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, continuing along, so minicamp started yesterday, and big thing with minicamp is just don't get through minicamp with any problems. Don't have any injuries, don't have any like major scares. And there were a couple questions that caused a little major scares in the, uh, you know, I was able to attend minicamp and afterwards, we're not allowed to report what happens in minicamp, but when we get responses to questions, that's what we're allowed to report. Um, and, uh, Aditi Kinkabwala and Brooke Pryor, um, both were asking questions, uh, early into the Mike Tomlin press conference after minicamp and, you know, uh, Brooke brought up how Ben Roethlisberger took a tumble, he, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, fell down and had, he got up a little slow and had to leave the field early for practice. Um, and when asked Mike Tomlin about it, he was like, nope, nothing, nothing concerning there. Um, and then also Juju Smith-Schuster left practice early. Uh, neither's injuries were really, you know, identified or discussed in depth. It was just like, if there's a, basically Thomas said, if there's something concerning, I'll let you know. And he was very, he was very stern as far as it taking those questions. So um, th- those were the main things to, to note. Also, David Castro was there, but didn't practice. The only person who wasn't there was Stefan Tuitt for obvious reasons, because his brother uh, was killed and, uh, they're, of course, mourning that, and Tom and offered their condolences to that. But all in all, everything so far, pretty normal standard day of practice. Just wanted to give you guys a chance to just kind of talk about that and just 
it's it's June. People try to make big things out of the of, out of the smallest things, and you know it's already starting on Twitter. It certainly starts <laughs> early because there's not a whole else to talk about in the Pittsburgh sports world either. Yeah. So you know anything that the Steelers do, live, breathe, eat, sleep, whatever, it's going to be a big deal on social media, and that's just the way it is. Um, it's, it's good to, you know, it's also for us, it's good to have content, you know, in the, right. in the, the dog days of summer as you, as it were. And, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's good to have a, a mini camp where the whole team's together though. And especially, I think, you know, and some of the players and coaches we're talking about and, and showing the younger players how to essentially, this is showing them how to practice is what it is. It's showing them how the Steelers do what they do. And that's an important lesson for the first year players, especially in the newcomers to learn. And that's, that's the biggest takeaway. And like you said, trying to stay healthy is the biggest takeaway from, from these uh, three days. I blame the pirates for this even being a conversation because if they were more <laughs> relevant this time of year, we wouldn't be talking about the Steelers at all. That would be wonderful if we could spend more time talking about the pirates in June instead of which Steeler may or may not have had a minor boo-boo at minicamp. But that's what we got to talk about. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to trust Tomlin that Ben and Juju are fine and that he would tell us if it was worse. I don't understand the secrecy around it, but I also respect the process. So I guess we'll just live with whatever we get. But also, yeah, I I can't think of a more boring topic than did Ben and Juju like get a paper cut during during minicamp. Right. And that's kind of what that's about. But there were what the interesting things were is that we did get to talk to some guys for the first time in a while. TJ Watt spoke, though TJ Watt didn't really say anything. He he declined to comment about his contract negotiation status. Um you know, Terrell Edmonds spoke for a bit. He spoke about his fifth-year option. We can get into that later. Uh, but I wanted to start off, and this is the first time we really got an in-depth chance to talk to Matt Canada, uh, the new Steelers offensive coordinator. And he, he said a few things that were really interesting. He brought up how, um, you know, how there's definitely an emphasis on running the ball. Um, he brought up, uh, you know, he, he brought up things that they're trying to do and, and working on specific matchups. And to me, that was the biggest thing that he actually said that was of substance. Uh, but the thing that everyone was hyped on was him saying, this is Ben's offense. And of course, everyone's, he, he says uh, in here, quote, in football, it's 11 men doing their job, but the quarterback is the greatest position in sports, in my opinion, because all of all the things you have to do, we're going to do what Ben wants to do and how Ben wants to do it. Our job is putting every player in position to make plays. So when that quote, doing what Ben wants to do and how Ben wants to do it, everyone, you know, let, let, light the fires on social media. It means that it's Ben's offense and Matt Canada really has no say. And it's just like, I'm just like, guys, 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 everyone just calm down and stop taking one comment and running to the hills with it. But he did say it. Right. He could have said Ben and I are working together on this offense because mm -hmm. Ben is a future hall of famer and I value his input. He could have said that he didn't have to say this is Ben's offense, how he, and how he wants to do it. And that gives you pause a little bit on how much 
is he really calling the shots? Now, there, is, there are terminology changes that are happening, and we've heard that now from both Canada and Roethlisberger. Okay, so what's the terminology change mean? Okay, it's just a different way to call the same plays. We'll, you know, ultimately we won't see until I'm going to actually say game four or five because the first three games looked very different last year from the last, you know, 13 um, in terms of the Matt Canada influence. But, you know, and it, it's, I feel I, and this is once again, the boomer side of my Gen X coming out that it should be the coach's call. It's the coach. It's the coach that makes the calls, not the player. This is further proof that being a former University of Maryland head football coach scarred you for life. I mean, <laughs> clearly he's already worried about his job security and worried what will happen if he fails. So he's sucking up to, uh, to the long tenured quarterback. Um, but in all seriousness, yeah, it's just, I can understand why just at face value, that quote might be a little troubling given how oversized the role in the offense Ben had last season and how that didn't always go well when his arm kind of fell off. I'm going to say that Canada is probably just trying to be, he was probably trying to say what, what Dean was suggesting that Ben and I are going to be huge collaborators and it's going to be on both of our shoulders, not just one of us. It probably just came out in a way that was perfect to set Steelers Twitter ablaze. So he needs to, so really my main takeaway is Matt Canada just needs better media training, but I don't think it's going to make much of a difference in terms of how the offense functions. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I think the, the biggest, the biggest concerns here are going to come matchup wise. And, and I want to talk about those, ma- about, about matchups and what that actually means with the Matt Canada offense. But first we got to talk to our friends at rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all... Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter here with D9 Pietro and Josh Axelrod, uh, continuing our talk here. Now, um, you know, going back to Matt Canada and one thing he talked about getting matchups, that to me was the biggest thing that he said because it was it was further along talking about kind you know building off of what he said there to Ben because that's the thing if you leave that quote at we do you know we we do what Ben wants to do and how Ben wants to do it. It's like, wow, that's clear. But then he kind of elaborates more that it's more so about 
taking Ben into consideration because you have to, because he's your quarterback and that's what you're supposed to do. Because then he also says our job is putting every player in position to make plays. There are changes with terminology, terminology and how we're calling things, which is an adjustment for Ben. And he's been great in really learning that. I think he's adapted easily. Like we all knew that he would, but that is our job. Matchups are how you win football games, but it starts with the quarterback. What does he do? Well, what does he like? And what does he see? What is good in his eye, good to his eye in the passing game that we built? And, and how do we build off that? That's what we're going to do with his voice and his vision. What he sees will be what we do. So he's talking about the passing game. Like they're not going to make Ben Roethlisberger throw passes that he's uncomfortable with, but they are, what they are going to do is still emphasize the running game in a way that he wasn't last year, which again, to me was the biggest problem when they went away from the run game. It, it, it led, it led to their biggest is- issues. Um, and that's one thing that Matt Canada emphasizes that, you know, the, the goal here from Rooney to, to Colbert to Tomlin to him, it, the word is get the running game going, make sure that it is a featured part of this offense. They absolutely have to, right? And he, you know, he, he emphasized that that came down from Rooney, and you know the the, the one thing it's amazing to me, you know, when Matt when a Matt Canada has one of these opportunities, and he's being asked about Ben being under center and about using play action, and he kind of plays it off like, well, Ben will Ben will do that. He'll do right. whatever. There's a reason the question's being asked. Mm-hmm. Okay, we in the media are not stupid people. Okay, we see the trends, we see your offense, we see what you put on the field. So that's why we're asking about it, because it's an issue. The dude was hardly ever under center last year. So, yeah, we're going to ask questions about that. And so it's nice, again, to say that they're going to emphasize it, going to emphasize it and do all these matchups. I hope it's true, because they have the weapons for the matchups, you know, depending what a defense does, if they want to have, you know, Fryermuth and Ebron on the field at the same time, or if they want to have a full receiver set or what, or Najee coming out and whatever. So hopefully they are making the most of their matchups and not just going to be regurgitating the same thing that we saw last year after three games. I mean, heads are going to roll if the Steelers spend first round draft capital on Najee Harris and then they don't we don't get liberal doses of him quite often. Mm-hmm. Like if the offense looks anything like it did last year, it's again, Steelers Twitter will be ablaze for a long, long time. And the problem is that again, now we have the personnel to run all of the sets that we couldn't quite do last year because the running back room was a little lackluster and the offensive line was aging and not performing up to the caliber we expect. But yeah, like Dean was saying, the offense is versatile now. They can do just about anything you ask of them on a football field, spread out, uh, run the ball down your throat, uh, do Matt Canada's sweep trickery. Like, there's a lot to work with here. And, and yeah, go ahead. No, finish. Oh, sorry. I'm just going to say, I, I, I don't mind the idea of Matt Canada being the general and Ben being his eyes on the field and they can adjust accordingly based on what Ben's seeing. That's kind of my takeaway from Canada's quote is just that he's going to take he's going to take ben ben's vantage point into account more than like his overall opinions that, that that's what i'm hoping it is at least no yeah i, I feel i feel you on that but again that's if uh, this is what i've been saying about matt canada for a while when you look at his offense and, and the time when he's had when he's had 
you know, his fingerprints all over the kind of plays that he gets. They're all about finding different ways to get a, a, a receiver on a linebacker, a running back on a DB, a tight end on a small, on an undersized player, finding ways to catch them in places or, or you know, ha- have, a, have a, a faster player being having to be chased down by a bigger lineman that's slower you know the, those are the type of things he did at Pitt. those are the things he did he type of things he did in maryland those are the type of things we started to see early last year with a lot of those jet sweeps to chase claypool that were catching people off guard um that's the kind of matchups that that i think that he's really working into and here's the thing he's not going to do this and just say ben shut up and do what i say he's going to say hey ben i want to work these into it how can we work these into it without you like doing something that you're completely foreign with, or how can we make sure that you're comfortable with that? And this is, this is still all a, you know, a meshing process of what, of how do they, how do they actually come together? Now, Mike Tomlin also, you know, when asked like what, what his involvement was with this, he said he's highly involved with this process and that it's really not that deep, but yeah. It's it's not this overhaul that I think everyone is making it out to be, but there are elements to the Steelers game that are being added, and it's just learn seeing how quickly they can adapt to those elements, like you know different sweeps, different handoffs to the tight, maybe a quick pitch to the tight end um, to sneak up the middle. That's something that Matt Canada used to do all the time at Pitt uh, when he was the offensive coordinator. So things like that, things that. That 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 font, they make defenses that are like whoa we didn't expect expect that coming and giving you an extra step or two to beat them to the spot and get the first down or break the big play, that's what Matt Canada is trying to work into this offense. But it, it's not going to be him saying hey Ben shut up and don't 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 you concern yourself with what the play call is. It, if Ben if Ben was in the position he was as a rookie or a second year player maybe, but and still even then he was a franchise quarterback that everyone was believing in, but. Uh, but at 38, 39 years old, as a guy that's still around with the organization, Canada's going to give him that respect. The quarterback should have an in, should have input, and whether it's Ben or even a first year guy, because Matt Canada's job is to put 11 players in the best possible position to succeed. And to, in order to do that, you have to know what your players are comfortable with, what their strengths are, and try to enhance those strengths and shield your weaknesses. And it's that simple. That's oversimplified, but it's that simple. So yes, there's got to be consultation. Ben has to be involved in the creation of the offense. Just the way he said it, just, again, it was a trigger for Steeler Twitter. I mean, it was like deja vu and no one wants to see that. This is just peak, this is peak June. Just the worst kind of content. I, I apologize to all of our <laughs> listeners for harping on this. This is this is bad form. This is bad podcasting form. And frankly, I'm embarrassed for all of us. That's not bad podcasting form. We're just we're clarifying what's being said because here's the thing. You can you know, we're, we're again, this is what I say every time when we talk about these things, you, we can hype this up. We could have came on this podcast today and said, ah, Matt Canada, he's giving off the keys or back in Ben's hands. There's no new offense coming. It's just Randy Feetner 4.0. You know, that that could be, but we're not doing that. We're, we're, we're letting you know what the actual breakdown is here. And, and we're going over the actual quotes and explaining what this is what this is actually like and also comparing what different guys are saying about each other because some people again they'll, they'll use one quote and say that's it that's that that's all the things right there other people will say 
you know, like, you know, but when you when you read the whole quotes of what Canada said, when you you look back to what Ben said about the offense, when you look to what you know what Tomlin said after practice, there's a whole bunch of things that help you understand. Like, hey, this is a big process. This is a big game. You know, the the changes there will be changes, but they're not these. It's again, it's not as simple or as or as sweeping as hey. We, we we removed the Randy Feetner playbook from Madden. Here's the Matt Canada playbook, all these new plays. It, there's still a lot of concepts that are going to be the same. And a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of it still is going to come down to, can they execute in these moments? And that's why you've chosen to listen to the Steelers locked on podcast, because we give you the depth and the context yes. and not just the hot takes that some other outlets. Whoa. Give you. Whoa. Whoa. I'm just going to say that the Steelers are, are desperate need of a new Madden playbook. So I'm, gl- I'm glad to be getting that. The old Madden playbook is, is just as stale as Randy Fickner's offense was. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, I, I stopped playing Madden like after like Madden 19, whichever one AB was on. That was the last one I bought and I, I honestly couldn't get into it. I was just like. Are there, are there running plays in the Madden? Dang. Like last year's? Are there any? I'm just um, curious. I, 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 I mean, if know. they're there, they're just buried underneath. <laughs> play actions <laughs> okay all right <laughs> and the Steelers don't even run those that often anyways uh we're gonna take one more break when we come back I want to talk about some of the things that were said about the defense because we did hear from Keith Butler from the fir- for the first time in a while and it was interesting some of the things he said about what the Steelers need to do moving forward we'll address that but first we got to talk to our friends at Bill Barr You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy, and also... Don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to BetOnline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done. But you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. LOCKEDON. All capital letters, all one words. To get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts.
Back here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with D9 Pietro and Josh Axelrod, continuing our uh, our breaking things down of post day one of Steelers minicamp here in 2021 uh, at Heinz Field. Now, Keith Butler also spoke before the practice, like just like Matt Canada did, and in fact, at the same time, uh, which is a challenge sometimes. But uh, one thing that Keith Butler really harped on. Well, a few things. One, he he talked about how the pass rush is still extremely important. And I wrote this for DKPittsburghSports.com. So to get more in-depth, read that there. But Keith Butler talked about, basically said, we need a third edge rusher. He talked about, hey, hey you know, we hope that Cassius Marsh can can uh, can improve. You know, we hope that he can embrace the roles that that, that that we're giving him. He said, you know, we're we're interested in seeing what you know what what the rookie we got, Quincy Roche. I don't think he even named Quincy Roche in his statement about this. But he's like, yeah, but that's up to Mike and Mike and Kevin to find someone else to add to this process. We're gonna work on seeing who can step up in there. So. Guys, when I heard this, I was it was basically like, look, man, I want to work with who I got at edge rusher behind TJ and Alex Highsmith, but uh, we need some help. <laughs> I think that was that was the kind of sense that I got from from uh, from Keith Butler. The impression I got is that if either one of those guys gets hurt, they're gonna panic. We're in trouble. That was what he said. He was like, guys, that's listen. what it felt like. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it was like, yeah, if, yeah, it was, you know, as long as we're healthy, like, oh really because yeah. <laughs> yes and then you have tj watt saying <sighs> maybe we should get into that next segment or this is the last segment there are no more segments dean because something tj watt said along those lines kind of it actually kind of bothered me well go and ahead and talk about it it was okay. it was a, it was early on about the snaps that he takes and the breaks that he takes during a game and he seems to be comfortable with taking breaks during a game. He's never a hundred percent snap count, right? Yeah, but snap ed- counts, right? Ed- edge rushers okay. aren't supposed to be. Uh, TJ Watt <laughs> should right, always right. But, be but like on Khalil Mack, Von Miller. I, I don't believe. Like, th- here's the difference because. Minka Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden, guys in the secondary often see close to, if, if not always, 100% uh, snap count or close to 100% snap count. But guys up front are different, Dean, because you're, every play, you're engaging. You're coming into contact with another player. That wears you down. And that's why there's like more of a consistent rotation. The Buccaneers had it with their, with their pass rush. Um, the, steel, the the best rotate the best the best defensive fronts the ones that get after you and, and play well in the right moments they keep their guys fresh and Keith Butler even talked about that saying hey we got to work on making sure he's fresh for that fourth quarter um, because he said he he he, uh, he called it nut cutting time of all the things uh, but he did acknowledge that like hey like we need to make sure that he's fresh so that's that, that's something I don't have to have a problem because you okay, do need great, to be able to rest you guys so so what we're gonna do is we're gonna have Mike Sullivan only play Chris Letang two minutes in the first period so that he's fresh for 10 minutes in the third period I don't think that's a fair comparison because hockey players get rest all the time the offense is on the field you're thinking more of like what Mike Budenholzer does Mike Budenholzer does with like his stars on the Bucks and people talking Look, about I'm, like I'm not necessarily man. slamming TJ Watt and, mm-hmm. and so don't misinterpret that. I'm not slamming him necessarily, but I guess 
my mentality is if I am the star linebacker, you've got to drag me off the field to not be in there for a play. And because if I'm a difference maker, I'm going to be out there for every damn play of the game, unless I am hurt. And I'm going to make sure that my conditioning is at the level so that I can be out there and effective for every play in the game. You should, have and, but, but it sounds like they're just satisfied with 85% of the snaps and that's okay. How many snaps did Jack Lambert and Jack Ham come out for? Yeah. Okay. Boomer. I'm sure. But how many did they come out for? In a game? Right, but those are also, again, those are different. Those are, those were off ball linebackers. They, here's the difference. TJ Watt, when he lines up on a play Dean, Right across from him is an offensive lineman. He is making contact with that player. He is pushing that player. He is exploding off of the ball. That's different from a guy who's standing up, directing traffic, and, and his first few steps can just be simple. I'm moving this way or I'm moving that way. The first few steps, that's why Cam Hayward needs rest. That's why Stephon Tuitt needs rest. These get these are guys that when they're on the line of scrimmage, Bud Dupree is as great of an athlete as Joe, Joe Green needed a lot of rest too. Yeah. Joe, mm-hmm. Joe, Joe Green, they, they rotated him. Like there were times he had to come off the field and he even talked about that. Um, there's a strategy to that. I mean, go back and look at those giants teams that used to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Michael Strahan and OCU Manura were on the, on the, on the field, every single play they rotated those guys. Now the goal is, is that when you rotate guys in, they're not, you're, you're rotating them in times where it's like, Hey, we're anticipating the run here or all you guys have to do is kind of hold the fort down. While so here's our guys problem. Catch their Who are they rotating in? Cassius Marsh. And that's the issue. Yes, they need help. And that's what Keith Butler is basically saying is like, look, we're going to see if someone steps up, but uh, it'd be kind of nice if if, uh, someone came in here because we don't know much about Cassius Marsh. Quincy Roche is a rookie and it takes time for rookies to adapt to the NFL. Like I said, I'm not specifically picking on TJ Watt or saying that he's not in good condition. The dude is a beast. Okay. He's everything as advertised and more. He is a superstar. He's a stud. He is a permanent fixture on that defense. He's a game changer. I want that guy on the field every play. If I'm a coach, I want him on the field every play. And I, that's just my opinion. <laughs> and like you said, for all the reasons that you've cited, maybe I'm nuts. But I, I don't want a guy like that off the field. I'm just – upset that you didn't preface all that with a boomer alert because like every other word of that could have been a boomer alert. I, whatever TJ, what my Canada should have said is whatever TJ want, what wants to be watching yet. I mean, if that man, if that, keep that man healthy at all costs, the NFL with the 17th game this year, especially the NFL is all about attrition. And if that man knows exactly how much he needs to play in order to not get hurt, I'm I'm here for it. I, I trust his judgment. And yes, I'd love to have TJ Watt on the field for every snap as well. But if he knows what he's doing, I trust he and Keith Butler to manage that. And I agree with both of you, by the way, because we've been talking about this for a while. The offense is super deep, but doesn't have all that much top line talent. Whereas the defense has lots and lots of top line talent, but almost no depth. And like the only thing I know about Cassius March is that he has that like a uh, Pokemon card, like, like, business that he started no, I don't the know magic yes. yeah he's, he's, he's really into magic the gathering he's a wonderful mm-hmm. nerd and i i think he's fun to have as a stealer i don't know that i want him backing up anyone so yeah no i i think the Steelers probably are in trouble if basically any of their starters get hurt like at any position on the defense i can't think of any backups on the defense who i really trust to 
come in and perform at the level of anything resembling the level of the starters at this point. So I don't think it's fair to harp on like the defensive line depth, because I think that's the same for the linebackers and the secondary too. But yeah, like, which is, again, goes back to my point. Do not let TJ Watt get hurt. That is the worst thing that possibly happened to the Steelers next season. Arguably worse than Ben getting hurt, frankly. So yeah, yeah, no, Mm. I, so again, if TJ Watt, what TJ Watt wants, TJ Watt gets. No, but, but again, here's, here's my point. You know, I went back during this while, while, Josh, while Dean and Josh were talking. I did some quick research. James Harrison, 2012, not too long after he was Defensive Player of the Year, when he was still a terrorizing mm-hmm. NFL, was playing 82% of the snaps as an edge rusher. Khalil Mack, the last three years, has done 84%, 86%, and 72% of, of, of the snaps as an edge rusher for, for his team when he's been in games. That's what I'm saying is that players that – edge rushers defensive linemen guys who come into contact with players all throughout a game they're going to need you, you want them to have fresh legs you want them to to late in the game be there and and it's not a matter of conditioning because tj watts one of the more conditioned yeah. oh yeah in, Absolutely. in the nfl yeah like it, it's not a, it's not about it's a, it's about finding a way to manage when you want those guys to be at their freshest and i think we've seen that happen and again this is my point in bringing this the, the original topic of this sec- segment was being about Keith Butler saying we basically basically signaling we need help, you know, mm-hmm. and so I, I the Steelers are probably going to go through this mini camp and maybe even a little bit of training camp, you know, seeing what some of these backup guys have to offer. But best believe they're on the phones trying to find answers. They're just not going to commit to one until they're sure it's the one they really want. Can Kalen Balaj play defensive end? <laughs> Gosh, no. It's the only way he's going to make the roster. So I'm just asking. He'll make the roster. I'm actually pretty confident that he's actually doing well uh, from the drills I've seen. Excuse me. Uh, sorry for the game of blood. You're, 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 you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> um, but anyways, we got to wrap it up here. Thanks so much for listening to the Locked on Steelers podcast. Um, Dean, thanks as always for joining us. People, please let people know where they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Twitter, I am Dean16, and I'm always hanging out in the Locked on Steelers group on Facebook. And tune into Channel 11 Sports and Final Word every Sunday night. Same for you, Josh. You can also find me in the Locked On Facebook group. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jaxelberg with an H. And you can find my work at postgazette.com. And if you're into Pixar movies, you will like what I got coming up over the next few days. Ooh, we got a little bit of tease on what he's working on here. That's awesome. As always, you can find my work at dkpittsburghsports.com. I'm working on a Terrell Classroom that's out, that, that, that's out, that's out today. So, do check that out, uh, Terrell Edmonds Carter's classroom. Um, we are uh, breaking down some things that he said and also some things that he's done on the field that Keith Butler also talked about. So lots of stuff there. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, my verified Twitter account. Excuse me. I got to adjust my little crown here. Thank you very much. Um, uh, but, you know, follow me there at Carter Critiques. Uh, also, do join the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. Uh, there's over 1,600 other Locked On Steelers fans in the group, so you can chat with them every day, including myself, Dean, Josh, and several other of our guests on the show. Um, and remember, subscribe to the Locked On Steelers podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the app Odyssey, and to rate us five stars with a positive comment, which gets you a shout-out at the end of the show. Be back tomorrow. Tony Serino returns to the show. We weren't able to do Tuesday. What? He's back for a Thursday. That's right, Dean. So... Get ready, y'all. It's going to be a fun show. We will talk to you then.